Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot not discuss the latest show that is airing in the 90 Day Fiancé world which happens to be the original 90 Day Fiancé. As you probably know our podcast Tender Loving Care which is available on all podcasting platforms. There's a new episode each Wednesday. In that podcast, we break down a show from the TLC network, past or present, deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos. We've decided to watch even more TLC and get in on the new season of 90 Day Fiancé and release it as some more content for you, our beautiful trash TV loving listeners. (gasps) Hi, Kay! Whoa! Um, Unfortunately, Kate is not here, so it is going to be a solo show again. Just want to let you guys know, the band is not breaking up. Kate's off dealing with some things and she's just been super, super busy. So I have been, as you know, um, regaling you with my dulcet towns um, as I lament about the state of reality TV. Um, So I have been solo, but I do want to talk about the episode that we released on Friday. It was our Bravo episode with a very special guest. I actually had a guest, so it wasn't just me on my own last Friday. And it was with Mr. Colton Little, actor, star of Days of Our Lives, and the upcoming movie, A Biltmore Christmas, which is going to be on the Hallmark channel on November the 26th. You are going to be seeing ads for that everywhere. It looks fantastic. I'm going to put the trailer on our Instagram so you can check it out. But most importantly, not all his acting accolades. Forget about that. Forget about the years of training. Forget about the hundreds of auditions he's gone on, the sacrifices he's made to be the movie star that he is. His greatest accomplishment, I will speak for him, was last week's episode. 
I want to say thank you so much for everyone that downloaded it. All of the feedback that we got from that episode, it was amazing. And I I thank you all for letting us know that you really enjoyed having Colt on the show and me and Colt just chit chat and like we would um, about Salt Lake City and the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. If you haven't listened to it, guys, I just want you to go back and listen to it. There are some gem observations from Colton who had never watched an episode of Housewives before. So I threw him in with these two and boy, oh boy, did he have some observations. <laughs> especially about the husbands um so go go back and listen to that and thank you for all your feedback um i am currently recording this episode monday night i just finished watching 90 day um i am freezing so i want to tell you why I, my house is very, very high ceilings. Love my house has high ceilings. So in the summer, it's perfect because it's very, very cool and it gets warm like around three o'clock from the boiling sun of Los Angeles. In, when it cools down in LA, and believe it or not, it is cooling down. It's, you know, 50s in the evening, lower than that, 40. I don't know what it is. I can't do the trans, the, I can't translate that from um, what, the way I, the way I have temperature in England, but whatever it is, it's cold. Okay, it's like it's cold here in Los Angeles at night. It's really got a chill in the air, which I love coming up to Thanksgiving. It is it is winter, autumn, love, love, love. But my house is bloody freezing. So just put on heating, Pauline. I did put on the heating. And the thing is, I am being especially lazy because these potties aren't being video recorded, filmed, I should say video recorded. I sound 115 years old. They're not being put on the VCR with the camcorder. I don't know. Um, So I'm recording this coming to you live from my bedroom. And my bedroom, I have a heater in here and it makes noise. So I thought... Instead of getting my ass up and recording in a room that's warmer and the heating won't make a noise, no, I want to be in my bed and cold. So if you hear me shivering, my bones clackering, it's um, because I'm freezing. Anyway, that was a lot. That was a long description of that. Let's move on. Uh, 90 day news. Um, I want to let you know I did put the shocking new photos of Darcy and Stace on our Instagram, Tender Love and Care podcast. Guys, I, it is, it really is shocking. I know that we've seen Darcy and Stace get a ton of procedures, but this video they're doing, I don't know what's, are any of you members of their OnlyFans? Now, I ask in hope, okay? Um, obviously, if you're listening to this, you are intelligent highly intelligent you are well read you are cultured um so i wouldn't imagine you're giving your hard-earned money to darson stace's only fans but if any of you are i i made you i need to get my eyes on what's going on there these women are never home they're in turkey getting more procedures they're in dubai they're all over the place anyway they did this video advertising some new plastic surgeon or beauty thing whatever and they obviously have this filter on which is like a makeup filter or beauty filter I don't really know which one it is and and I love a filter don't get me wrong I love a filter but these ones are like full-on makeup or something on anyway 
Stacy like turns and it all glitches. It's like something out of the Matrix. It's really bad, guys. It's really bad. And that's before I even talk about the plastic surgery. Now, you know, one, I am not one to gossip. Two, I would never criticize anyone. So it's hard. <laughs> it's hard for me to talk about the surgery. I think I'm just so shocked that people aren't more scared of surgery i think that's what it is like i've i haven't had any plastic surgery never never say never i've no idea maybe in the future i will choose to and it's everyone's right to do whatever whatever they want or whatever their aesthetic is with their body whether it's completely natural or everything augmented but i just don't understand how people aren't more scared like some some of my friends who have had like uh, boob jobs and implants and, and I've just said oh and, you know I just think god I'd be really scared I think because it's a massive surgery and you know you have downtime and you have it's painful and then I look at Darcy and Stace and they're getting their faces cut open their noses done they've got these threads in their cheeks that are pulled up they've oh god guys you look at the first season of Darcy on 90 day and you look at her now and it's shocking i mean it i i wonder if friends if you saw a friend doing all of that if you would step in and just say you don't look anything like yourself anymore and this version is worse i mean Darcy and stace were gorge Darcy never looked better in the season with cut on the bias with um jesse because remember she was doing her confessionals in that like black sleeveless like faux leather top she looked amazing makeup was like natural her hair was long and oh i don't know i could go on forever but i just wanted to see if you guys had seen that um i also want to mention um something very disturbing that happened to me during the week and then i'm gonna wrap this up with something great but and then we'll get into the show but guys i was driving in la and now you know you know what an animal lover i am and a protector of the animals and anything affects me very very deeply when i see something with animals and i oh i'm telling you this guys because you are i consider all of you my best friends i mean obvs um I, and I need to just lament, I um, was driving and this car in front of me, a possum. Now, pause. Possums, if you're not familiar, look them up. They look like big R-A-T-S's and R-A-T-S's are like my number one fear. Um, They terrify me. So my three fears in life, I've already said this, let's review. One, rats and rodents. Like, so rats, mice, I love gins, love gins. So I guess I will say rats and mice. Number two fear, men with long fingernails. And three, vampires. So completely rational fears, all of them, obviously. But possums, you know, I don't want any harm to come to any animal ever. And possums are like big kind of rats. Anyway, I was in traffic, driving one shot out in front of the car in front of me and the car hit it i like obviously i was right behind and i na- like i i swerved around it but i was a mess it was horrible guys 
I don't know if you've ever had an incident like that. I, I thank God that I didn't, you know, hit an animal. Um, I think I would just, I'd be in Bellevue, put me in a straitjacket. I wouldn't be able to cope with it. But just to see that, and oh, it was horrible. Anyway, I I wanted to share that with you. Um, and if you had any advice on how to just kind of eternal sunshine and spotless mind, get that out of my mind and that imagery, I would deeply appreciate it. The last thing, I will wrap this up with something very interesting that happened. I met this fabulous, fabulous couple. Um, a fantastic gal, fantastic guy who... Um, had been having dinner at Sir and they'd been to Tom Tom. So we were having a chit chat. We were chatting it up. Everything Sandoval, everything VPR, everything Bravo. We got into Bravo, we got into TLC, and of course I plugged this podcast continuously to them. So I just want to say hello if you're listening. You're amazing. Thank you um, for giving me the goss that you gave me. They gave me some fantastic goss. They were in Sir having dinner and they started (laughs) they started cracking up because they had you know tvs on in the restaurant that were showing oh forgive me that was this tom tom or sir i do believe it was sir i do believe this was in sir could have been tom tom oh i don't have that detail sorry but i think it was sir peter the pirate was working always never not working at sir peter the pirate and the tv was playing just loops of Vanderpump Rules, uh, one episode after another on Hulu. But what these eagle-eyed, fantastic um, people uh, that I met, diners at Sir, noticed is that they're so cheap, they hadn't even bought the ad-free Hulu. So you would, they would be watching it. It would be like a big dramatic scene at VPR and scenes in Sir, and then it would cut to like a Geico ad. And then at the bottom, it would have the timer counting down until it went into the next uh, scene. I thought it was brilliant. It ha- I was laughing my ass off. They were amazing. So they were in town for a wedding. I hope the wedding was fantastic, guys, if you are listening. It was great meeting you and talking everything Bravo. Now let's move on to 90 Day Fiance. All right. Um, I, as I said in the description, if you read the show notes for today, for today's episode, I am so bloody grateful to, um, the TLC gods for not giving us a lot of Rob the Knob this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We did get Sophie's mum though. All right, moving on. 90 Day Fiancé, season 10, episode 6. If anyone objects... Oh yeah. Let's start with, we'll go in Sophie and Rob the Knob. We see Rob waking up um, in LA and his first line is, bro, this is ridiculous. Um, what part's ridiculous, bro? The fact that you call your girlfriend, bro, I mean, I, I mean, I know he was just saying it kind of to the air, but still everything about him annoys me. So I'm going to pick apart everything he says. He obviously is sitting down, Sophie's left, she's in her rental, and he's going, this is just ridiculous. I mean, that, this is his description. I, I've come to the conclusion that they're just, he's just, I've got to be really careful here, because Kate isn't here to balance my nasty, nasty things that I can say. I, I, I let me put it this way. I think I've come to the conclusion that Rob the Knob simply is a knob, but also just just does not have the mental capacity 
to be able to communicate, um, to be able to mature, to be able to understand how to converse with another person, um, and also to take ownership on anything. He's a child. He's an absolute child. He is impetuous. He's just horrid, horrid. I tell you, horrid. He's texting Sophie, you know, please come back, please come back. He's telling the producers, basically, the video that she saw was a video from before we even got her visa. Right, still together though, okay. And uh, it was basically just, quote, free porn from a random person. There's like, he has this whole conversation. There's not even a single note of acknowledgement that he has done something wrong. You know, it is so hard to watch anyone like this function or attempt to function in a relationship because there is, there's there's no, you can't, you're, you're in your own way all the time. He cannot see outside of himself and he doesn't, he will never ever see that he has done something wrong, multiple things wrong, and there is no excuse. So you know what you do? You apologize. You empathize. You try to understand why you did it. You you will not re- repeat the same behavior and y- you change. It's just nothing. Nothing resonates with Rob the Knob. He's just vile. And I you know a lot, a lot, a lot has been going on online Um with uh, saying that, you know, Sophie's just using him to get a green card and then she's going to live her influencer life. Well, can anyone... It couldn't... If it is true, it couldn't have happened to a better person than Rob. Sorry! Look, I know you guys are all thinking the same thing. Anyway, then we have her speaking to her mum. I must admit, I was kind of flitting in and out of this scene. I was... um. I was watching a little bit of it. I just remember her mum being like, oh my God, you're not marrying him, Soph. And that was kind of it, I think. Um, so I so I can't really remember anymore. Sorry, that was about it. I think for those two. And I just, I really mentally have to just zone out when those two come on. Um, let's talk about um, Anna Lee coming from Peru to Kentucky. Um, so she is arriving in Kentucky we see her traveling and that Clayton I wrote here I really like him and I just hope he doesn't disappoint us guys I really love him I've gone from like to love in like half a second I just think I think his mother we're going to find out she's had a lot of hardships I mean how can she not I mean she she evidently has a hoarding issue and she lives in her son's closet. So I mean, you know, that there's 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 definitely something that's been going on there. And I think he's it's been him and his mum probably for a long time. And I didn't hear anything about siblings or or father. So I think there is a lot more to dive into Clayton's past and this and his mother and their relationship. And I'm really looking forward to find out. I just think he's protecting his mother a lot. And he seems very mild-mannered and I love him. I hope nothing comes out. It always burns me. Every time I say I love someone on 90 Day Fiancé, they then turn up in a bloody Nazi suit for Halloween or they have said some vile homophobic 
things in tweets. You know, I just can't get a break. I just want one good person from 90 Day Fiance. Clayton, I hope you're it. So we see he's tidying up the house for Anna Lee and he's really, you know, nervous and everything. Did anyone notice? I know he works from home, I believe, because he's, I think so. And, you know, he loves gaming. So he has three monitors, which makes sense. He's cleaning up around the monitors that are in his room, his computers in his room. Then did you see, I love the camera work. They just zoned in on this big roll of toilet paper that was right next to the computers. (laughs) I mean, TLC, they're doing beautiful work over there. Beautiful work. So I just wanted to point that out, see if anybody else noticed that. Um... Then we see Violet coming out of the closet, his mum, Violet. And he's like, listen, you know, don't speak to her as a child. Don't speak to her as, you know, an animal. It was strange what he was saying. But, you know, just just speak. I know there's a language barrier, but Violet's like, I'm excited to see her. I'm excited to see her. Um, You know, Annalie isn't too impressed with the house when she comes in. Shock. Now, can somebody get their eyeballs on the layout of this apartment? Because they come upstairs. So are the stairs, is there anything downstairs? Because we see there's the living room where the where the gins are. We've got the closet where Violet is. And then he seems to just walk around the corner to his bedroom. And there must be a toilet there as well, a bathroom there on that level. So is downstairs simply maybe the front door and the steps are right up? I don't know. I need my eyeballs on that. Um, but Annalie made a great point. She came in and she's like, there's no table. Where do they eat? There's no couch. There's not even a couch to sit on. Um, and I just, you know, it's not his fault. That's the th- that's the thing that's hurting me watching this is that his mother and probably a lot of her difficulties that she's gone through is restricting Clayton from living the life that I think he wants to live and needs to live. And I think his space would be very, very different if it wasn't filled with all of his mum's stuff. And that made me sad. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Anyway, they get ready for bed and then of course I start thinking sexy time and the mother 
is right there. So he said, he explains to us, yeah, you know, I'm not really sure about how it's going to work, but, you know, we can turn on music or my mum can put earplugs in and she can turn on music. I don't know, it was a lot. It was a lot. So as he's debating all of this, you know, he's waiting for Anna Lee to come to bed. Um, Just playing with the Rubik's Cube. Just playing with a little Rubik's Cube. And I like that. I like that a lot. I, it reminded me of a time... I was, I was really young. I couldn't even tell. Maybe I was seven, eight, something like that. And we had these blackberry bushes that were right near our, uh, my house in, uh, where I grew up in, I was in the countryside in England. And, um, there were these blackberry bushes and my dad and I went to go and pick blackberries. And as we were picking the blackberries from the blackberry bush, um, I found Rubik's Cube and I thought it was the coolest find I've ever had in my entire life. I would, I would, I always had this knack. I was like a magpie. I would always find really unusual things hidden in bushes or on the side of roads, like a little scavenger child. I would just find stuff. And I remember finding a Rubik's Cube and thinking it was so cool. And I was so proud that I got blackberries and a Rubik's Cube. So anyway, that was that, that's a little story from my childhood, guys. Um, if you want to hear the really dark stories, then sign up for our Patreon. Kidding, kind of. All right, so Clayton is um, playing with the Rubik's Cube and Annalie comes in on her t- with her T-shirt that, that, you know, they both had the same T-shirts. We sh- oh, I should say them meeting in their reunion at the airport was lovely. I really do love them. I think there's a lot of passion there. Question though, Clayton met Anna Lee on a language learning app. She was learning English, he was learning Spanish. That's how they met. Clayton's Spanish, from what I know, seems to be very, very good. Anna Lee, not so much. <laughs> I wonder if she just met Clayton and then went, I'll delete the app. Um, so she comes in in the t-shirt and she's just like, all right, um, it, was it a panda or a, it could have been a panda, cuddly toy. It was like, I'll just put this here to separate us. He's like, what? You know, he's just separate us in bed. Night. So that was something. That was something. He's like, oh, oh, all right then. Go to sleep. Ah, uh, poor boy. So... Next week, we do see that he meets up with uh, friends or family members. Questions are asked and a family member slash and or friend storms out. So we always like that. I'm looking forward to that next week. But Clayton, please don't let me down. Please. I really like you. Nick and Devon. Now, once again, I am being nice because Kate brought up that she had read that Devin has said since filming this that when she filmed this show, she was in a really dark, I don't know if she's the word dark, but a not a fantastic mental health space. So I have a lot of empathy for Devin because in this, I think it would be very, very easy for someone, aka me, to start going, oh, you know, cheer up. She looks miserable and she looks like a wet blanket and wah, 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 you know, all that stuff. But I, I, I'm, I think the main thing is, is what I wrote here, why did this girl come on TV? Perhaps she signed up for this and then, you know, casting and production can take a long time. And maybe when they went to film, she was having not a great time mentally with her mental health. And it shows in this. She just seems very very upset, very nervous, very awkward, very shy. And um, 
it's painful to watch. So I, I just was like, why did you come on this show? Um, so obviously she, this is her meeting um, Nick's parents in Korea. So she's very nervous. The parents seemed, from my looking on, seemed a hell of a lot nicer than Nick was making out. Nick was like, oh God, this could be a disaster. Like, don't look them in the eye. My father's horrible. Like all of this stuff. And they seemed very kind. Um, so they meet and they ask a couple of questions. And, I, you know, um, Nick's dad was opening the car door when they met for Devon. And I just think she didn't even say thank you in the native native language. And then later in the, you know, when they sat at that horrible dinner, that he's like, say something in Korean. And she's like, no, no, no. I mean, listen, I am not bilingual by any means. And I desperately want to be. I speak, you know, basic, basic Spanish and French. But I just... If I was going somewhere tomorrow on a holiday, if I was going to going to bloody Thailand, I would I would learn just hello, goodbye, thank you, please, may I? That's like the basics. And she's just she doesn't even say that. Anyway, she, I just wrote she's incredibly awkward. I mean, the dinner was bad, guys. It was bad. And it's I like I say, I can't be too critical of the woman. She she doesn't seem right in this, but you know, they're talking to, it's hard, she sat there and she doesn't speak the language, and it's Nick's parents and Nick's sister, and I think Nick's niece, the little girl, was there, having conversations, she doesn't know what's being said, Nick's trying to translate, and then the mother said it's going to be very sad and very hard when you move to Arkansas, Um, and Nick translates that to Devon, and she starts crying because she feels guilty and she probably feels very confused i'm sure there's a ton of jet lag on top of that nerves you've got a tv crew in in your face it's a lot so she starts crying and of course what does he do the worst thing i this is a psa and i said this um on the bravo show or something i can't remember i mentioned it if someone is crying the worst thing you can do is say a couple a couple things are you crying? Why are you crying? And the people that do that are so nasty because it's to make you feel small. I had my exes, here we, here we go, another story about Pauline and her being put upon. But no, I had an ex whose mother did that. I was a emotional wreck. I was going through a terrible time and I was I was very much like Devon. I was at a dinner and I started crying. And as she was shoving nachos in her mouth, she just said, why are you crying? And it is so, it just really irks me. It really irks me because I am a very emotional person and I will cry. And people use that as a weakness. You know, I've been told a lot throughout my life, oh, you're too, you're too sensitive. Oh my God. It is... You know, it's always used in a negative uh, connotation and it's used to make people feel small, inadequate, belittle them and make them feel insecure. And guess what? It's beautiful to be emotional. It's beautiful to empathize with other people's feelings, to feel things. Does it make life a lot harder? Yeah, Um, because you feel everything and you feel everything deeply but it's a hell of a lot better than being somebody that sits at a table 
and says, why are you crying? Anyway, <laughs> rant over. Let's get, let's get back to now. Whoa. Uh, Kate needs to hurry back. And let's get back to uh, this. So Devin's crying and it's it's a shame. Nick's like stroking her back. But it d- kind of did end well. I mean, she was very embarrassed and that was awful. And I think it ended well with the parents. They 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 did as much as they could. I mean, it was an awkward situation for them as well. But... At the end of it, she was smiling and they left. And I just hope... I'm so desperate to see Nick in Arkansas. Um, I think Nick has good intentions. I think Devin really likes him. I just don't know about this match. I don't know. I think there's a big age difference, right? Nick is 31. Devin, I believe, is in early 20s. I don't know about this match. I, I like them individually, but... I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. So we've done Clayton, Annalie, Nick and Devon. Of course, we're saving uh, Gino for last. Uh, Sophie and Rob the Knob, we've done. Okay, Ashley and Manuel. I mean, I'll tell you, I am loving Ashley so much. I mean, I did fall for her the second she said she was a witch and the way she protected her dog. So I was like, I'm already kind of in love with her. But we open up with Ashley and Manuel in the bedroom having a lovely chit-chat. I love the producer just goes, uh, do you want to tell us what's going on? Because things weren't exactly that great with you and Araga. You were arguing. And Ashley's like, ah, yeah, we were. Uh, But then we had sex, so it's fine. I mean, then she goes on to tell us about the magic of sex and sex magic. Which is all fantastic. But Ashley, you are digmatized. This is what's going on. She loves having sex with Manuel and she feels as though she can fix all of his problems by manifesting while she's having sex with him who he should be. Darling, he is not changing. You're just having good sex and you're forgetting what's really going on. They go and meet her friends at a bar called the Spirit Room. Woo! And um, he proceeds to tell her friends that she talks too much and that he only wants to marry her, like, 80%. I mean, it did give me a flashback of Azan. Uh, you know, I find, like, attractive, I find her attractive maybe, like, 55%. I mean, you know, Azan and Nicole, the glory days of 90 Day. Um, and then they go to couples therapy. And he says, I'm not changing. I mean, and this is a week in, guys, I swear. This is, like, a week into him arriving in America. So, I don't know love of God, I don't know what's going on, but I will tell you that I'm enjoying watching it. He is, there is, he's, he just constantly keeps saying, I've got tons of secrets and I'm not going to tell them to you. I mean, (laughs) not the greatest way to start a relationship. That's all I am going to say. So that's Ashley and Manuel loving them. Um, Nicole and Justin slash, um, the White Walker, a.k.a. uh, Jason Hoppy, Bethany Frankel's ex, in Moldova. So we see they wake up and they had been intimate the night before. I love how they say intimate, the night before. And Nikki just says, yeah, it was over way too soon. And she's having this conversation with him in bed, um, saying, I want more, you should do more, it's over way too soon, this isn't enough. And he is just... (sighs) It's it's hard. I I I you see him later in this episode standing up for her, being proud that she is his girlfriend. 
but I don't think he's sexually attracted to her. And I think he was. And I think, I've said this before, I know I'm repeating myself. I think there's a mix of things going on. He, there is a massive le- a betrayal that happened with uh, Nikki not letting Justin know that she was a trans woman. And um, I think there was that betrayal. And then physically she has changed so much since he had seen her before plastic surgery wise. I don't think that's the look he liked. I think he liked the look when he met her, but this is just not what he's into. So they kind of have a heart to heart in bed and then she's on top of him kissing him and he just says, quote, too many kisses. Ouch. Goes to meet the family. I loved seeing this. Sorry, friends. It was friends, wasn't it? So Justin's friends were all, they all just seemed wonderful. I mean, they seemed really, really nice and um, and, and, and interested in Nikki. They wanted to know who she was and Nikki was very vulnerable. And she explained in one breath that she was homeless, she was on drugs and she had to prostitute herself to survive. And, you know, Justin's friend was like, it must have been horrendous for you. And she said it was. And they were very open and they, I don't know, I thought there was a lot of love there at the table for Justin and for Nikki. Um, Then Nikki wants to get the friend aside to have a sex talk with her. And she says, yeah, I'm kind of like Inspector Gidget. Did anyone else notice that? I really like that. Um, So she goes and has a conversation with Justin's female friend about a sex act that Justin is not performing for Nicole, for Nikki. And the woman's like, ooh, yeah, that's a problem. Um, Nikki, I think, was just hoping it was like, (laughs) it was like a regional thing or something. And and, uh, this friend is like, uh, no. So... It's hard. She goes back and I I think she's coming to the realisation that she wants what she wants in this relationship and what Justin wants are very different. So we'll see how this pans out. I think we have a lot more fighting from these two to come. I really do. Um, Gino and Jasmine. Now, guys, I've got to say that I I was really laughing out loud at this. And I feel badly because Jasmine was very, very hurt in this. And... What happened is, is we go and see Jasmine meeting Gino's family, who, she, of course, she doesn't want to meet. And she's up upstairs getting ready while Gino is in some horrendous outfit, like slacks and a puffer, big puffer, anorak and a fedora. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. So she's getting ready and she's like, oh, I have to dress really conservative for them. Meanwhile, she's wearing like a completely figure-hugging dress, which she looked fantastic in. But it's like she's she's making out as though she's wearing like some high-collared, you know, Mormon garments or something. It was brilliant. And so she says, oh, well, I have to give me the family. She's talking to the British. She's like, I have to give me the family. And look, I have to be nice because, you know, I did spend the money for my wedding dress on butt implants. So, <laughs> woo! Um... The weather is horrendous and Jasmine points out it's perfect because it's gloomy and pouring with rain, just how she feels about going to see his family. He's nervous on the way there. They're kind of bickering a little bit. They get there. And I mean, his family, someone put a meme up and it's like, why are there always family? Why do they always show the worst American families on 90 Day Fiance? Um, You know, they get there and one guy is like, did you notice the flag shirt? That passive, aggressive wearing a big American flag shirt. 
like a short sheet, short sleeved shirt, which didn't go with the weather at all. It was winter in Michigan, but it's, it was a big American flag. I don't know. I felt really uncomfortable. I think it was really aggressive. And um, they were all being nice to her at first. And Jasmine's just like, I hate them all. They're all just trying to be nice to me, but I know what they're really up to. And then, you know, they start the one-on-one with her and they just, when's the wedding? And she says, well, it's just going to be me, Gino, and uh, my dog. So Coco, it's just going to be us. Um, so they didn't like that. Then they're like, what are you going to do? You know, what's your job? And it's like, sh- she's she's worked her entire life. She's educated. She speaks two languages. She's going to be, and she's Jasmine. She's going to be just fine. Don't you worry, buddy. So the family was kind of what we expect. But the real gem in the crown was when we're driving home. So we get footage of Gino and Jasmine driving home. And they were okay. I mean, you could see Gino was a bit pissed off because Jasmine was like, they were just trying to be nice to me. They have a bit bickering. She drops her phone and and she goes to reach for it. It's like in between the seats. If you've ever done that, it's so annoying, right? You're trying to slide your hand down and see if you could do it. He's like, well, just wait till we pull over and you can pull the seat back and grab it. And she's like, hang on, I might get it, I might get it. And the way this was timed, I don't want to believe any of this is staged, but it was so perfect. Stanislavski could not have written a play like that. I mean, it was outstanding. Um... She, her hand comes up and it's silent. And in it, she's holding what looks like a big lip gloss. What is this? <laughs> Pause. What is what? I don't know. What is this? Why is this here? And they, she proceeds to just rage on him. I don't know. It could have been a colleague. So he's saying he notices it. She starts getting angry and he gets very angry with her. And he's like, it, look, it could have been a colleague from a year ago. I don't know. And she goes, you're cheating on me. This is why he's driving down freeway in the rain. You're cheating on me. He's like, I'm not cheating on you. This could have been a female colleague. So it could have been anyone in the car. I mean, and uh, to give him his due, Gino doesn't clean. We've seen the state of his house. So his car's never cleaned. So that could be about three years old in there. But... Jasmine's not having any of it. She's flinging herself to the side of the car, sobbing against the window. And half of me was laughing, okay? And then I paused and the other half went, Pauline, look, this woman is in so much pain because right now she's convinced herself that he's definitely cheating on her. And it's just hard because he's like, can you not just think for a second that I'm not cheating on you? No, you're absolutely 100% cheating on me. Pull over. So he pulls over, he goes, listen, I'm going to get, he was having none of it. He was having none of it. He's like, I'm going to get you an Uber and you're going to go to a hotel. And then there was just a photo of a phone on the ground in the rain. Unclear, I think it was Jasmine's. And she's wandering down some godforsaken parking lot in the middle of Michigan winter with rain, freezing in a dress and little boots and a big jacket on with big red lipstick, screaming about how she wants to go home to Panama and was in floods of tears. And that's that's what we expect from 90 Day Fiancé. <laughs> Guys, it was a lot. And I enjoyed it. It kind of flew by, and I think it's because Rob the Knob wasn't on it. Next week, I want to see... 
I'm really excited, as I said, I'm really excited to see uh, Nick going to Arkansas. I'm so excited for that. Um, I want to see Nikki and Justin really get into it a little bit more. They've been having a little bit of fights, but I want them to get into it. I don't need to see Rob next week unless it's Sophie dumping him, which she's not going to do. So I don't want to see him next week. Um, I am excited to see how marriage counsel couples counselling goes for Manuel and Ashley. Um, not well, bitch. That's how it goes. And I um, cannot wait to see more about Clayton and Baby Pig and Chocolate, the, um, the Gins. Um... And to find out more about Violet. I'm very interested in the backstory. But I'm going to go because we have covered all of our couples. Um, and before I go, I am going to do a little wee plugity plug, plug, plug. So guys, firstly, a new plug. Just just, just what you wanted. Something something else I'm plugging. Um, guys, you may have seen on my uh, on the Instagram, Tender Loving Care Podcast, Instagram. Please go and follow us if you are not already. Tender Loving Care Podcast. Um, that I put on there my um, my page, A Brit in the Sun. If you are old listeners from the very beginning, you will remember I had an Etsy shop called A Brit in the Sun. I sell everything you can think of when it comes to housewives, Bravo, pop culture, TLC merch, bags, hoodies, all original designs by myself. Um, a lot of work has gone into that. I have been very quiet about it because I've been fighting with Etsy for a while. Um, they locked me out of my account. And um, basically what had happened is one of the housewives, who shall not be named, decided to copyright their name. So while I put my shop on hiatus, they'd copywritten their name. So all of my products that used this certain housewife's name had been tagged as a copyright infringement. So I'm currently in Etsy jail and hopefully my store will be up and running by the 3rd of December, just in time to start getting all your shopping done for Christmas. It's pop culture, it's TLC, it's Bravo, housewives, everything you think of is all there. I have notebooks, I have hoodies, I have sweaters, my sweaters were even featured by Andy Cohen at BravoCon. So there is some really, really great things there. I'm just, it's, I'm just a bit of a loss at the moment because I can't sell anything. It's really stressing me out. But I wanted to put all my info on the Tender Loving Care site so you can follow my Instagram, a Brit in the sun, B-R-I-T in the sun, because you can order via DMs. So please go on there and follow me. Show your support. I would love it. Thank you so much. And um, follow my Instagram. And then if there's anything there that you like, DM me. And as a listener of the pod, you will be getting a big fat discount um, for any product you like. So I'm adding stuff every single day. And thank you so much for your support. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Tender Loving Care Podcast. Email us at, um, what is our email? Pod at gmail.com. I am going to go and warm up. I am going to watch the latest episode of Sister Wives and then I'm going to pass out because it is 10 to midnight and I've been up since five. All right. I love you so much, guys. Thank you so, so much for all your support, all your DMs, all your messages. They just mean everything and they make me so happy. And I know it does for Kate as well. I will see you tomorrow, Wednesday, where we are discussing the show, A Ghost ruined my life. I love you. Bye-bye.